Hey, it's Zion from FACE and you are listening to FACE magazine audio interview. Today we have two guests, Julius Son and Julius Gehrig, who created a concept of a web browser called Refresh. We wanted to hear more about that project and find out if it's ever going to be released. For more details, you can always go to face.com magazine, where you can find this interview in written form. Enjoy the interview! Uh, so hi, uh, welcome to another episode of Face Podcast Magazine slash whatever. Uh, today with me I have Julius and Julius, who are, uh, we'll find out in a second. Uh, like guys, uh, welcome to Face. Uh, it's great to have you with us uh, on our, that's our third uh, audio interview actually. So uh, who you are and what did you do and why are you here? Okay, yeah, so thanks for having us, uh, first of all. Um, so my name's Julius. Um, I am a... <laughs> which, which Julius? Julius Garrick. Um, <laughs> I'm 23 years old. I'm a product designer. Um, I just graduated from university and I wrote my bachelor thesis together with the other Julius. <laughs> Who has like nearly the same story. And I'm also a product designer. And, and you also, are also Julius. Also Julius. <laughs> and yeah. As Julius already said, we graduated like two weeks ago. And congrats. Thanks. <laughs> awesome. Uh, so uh, we brought you here because you created concept of a really nice product that everyone is excited about, Refresh Browser. So uh, can you introduce our readers to it? Yeah, so Refresh is our bachelor thesis that we published at the University of Applied Sciences in Berlin. Um, and it is basically like a concept for what a web browser could look like a modern one, like based on the premise that web browsers uh, in terms of their user interface haven't changed a lot in the past 20 years. It tries to like solve a few unaddressed user needs uh, through user interface and interaction design. Okay, cool. Uh, so uh, why did you want to create a web browser concept as your uh, tesis, uh, thesis uh, thing? I don't. I never. I never studied, so it's hard for me. University thesis. Yeah? Thesis. Thesis. <laughs> okay. Um, so yeah, actually, in the beginning, we did a lot of brainstormings around like what we want to do or what kind of topic we want to choose, and um, we came to a point where we said like, let's just pick something that like that like people use every day, and and the thing that we still don't see many updates in the uh, in the last years and so we came across the web browser because everybody uses a web browser and we recognized that like the web browser didn't really change or like the basic interaction concepts of the web browsers didn't change since the web exists and so we thought there's like a lot of room for some new ideas yeah like i mean every other month there's like a new email client or something like that mm -hmm. and they all start like based on the same premise that email hasn't really changed in the last 20 years and we thought it was pretty weird actually that there isn't like more happening in the browser uh, space at least like on a concept basis so yeah we thought that would be pretty interesting okay that, that's <laughs> like a really good foundation actually to work on a product like that cool so uh what was your design process actually of creating uh refresh how did you start it like rearranging the uh, browsing experience I, th I think we should preface this by saying that um so we met in our first semester at uni so we have worked on a lot of projects together like pretty much every uni project we had we did together so um like our process 
is like we're a well well played team in that sense. Like we both know our strengths, and um, when when our process for this started by like trying to figure out like through um, innovation methods, okay, how can we approach all these topics in the web browser? Like after we had done all of our reading research through literature and stuff like that, um, we did a few innovation methods for us to look at things in a new way again. One of them is like called the re-expression method, where for example, you um, you take a, a feature or something you want to work on, like browser history, and then you try to find um, synonyms for that like okay history what's that that could be a journal that could be like a timeline something about time travel and then like based on those words you start looking at features differently and so we like roughly sketched out um, ideas on paper first to not get too lost in the details like okay how, how gray should this be how much is the border radius and after that it's like a really fluid process for us maybe you can also say something on that yeah maybe ich glaube du musst auch noch ein bisschen näher gehen. <laughs> okay <laughs> um, maybe it's also like important to um, to mention that like the whole format how our uni organizes like the bachelor semester it's like split into two parts so you first you write your theory in like two or three months and then you have your practical part in three months and so this like really forces you to do like a lot of research first like yeah. to do two or three months of research just read stuff make surveys what we did for example and like get really deep into the topic mm -hmm. and learn a lot of stuff that you or learn a lot of like pain points or user needs that are there and then in the second part what you just mentioned, like we had to step back and do these methods to like come up with solutions for that. Yeah. Okay, cool. That's that's like really advanced uh, design process. <laughs> uh, so yeah, like coming going back to the browser itself, like what are major problems of web browsers right now and why do you think they exist? So um, like when, when we were done with our theory part, we tried to narrow it down to like three core problem areas that we wanted to tackle. Uh, like the first of them is um, tab management. Like we all know this, like we use web browsers for like private use, work use and all that stuff. And um, we just have a lot of tabs open all the time. And everyone knows this problem, but it's somehow taken as a given. So there's no like real uh, innovation in the user interface around that. So tab management is like a very big one. Um, the second one uh, we kind of called uh, saving and recalling information. So um, it's like browsers have a lot of features to save links for you. Like you have the bookmarks and your reading list and your favorites. But um, very few people have like a system to manage that. So very few people actually do that and most just leave the tab open. So we wanted to make it easier to um, save information or like recall information that you had previously visited. This also goes into the browser history. Um, and the third one was like context sensitivity. Like there are small things that your browser does, like like the reader mode, um, where, okay, your browser thinks, okay, this website is mainly text, uh, so you will probably want to read that. So I'm going to offer you functionality to make it very readable by like stripping away everything except the test uh, the text and we we call that like context sensitivity so like if your browser can make an an educated guess on what you're trying to do um it should like proactively suggest features to help you help you do that those are like the core areas we thought needed work 
Okay, and I believe one of the core features actually uh, are called are called spaces, and those are uh, the feature that like helps you manage different tabs that you have opened. Yeah. So, uh, how this feature works, and what problems uh, like uh, what problem it solves? Okay, so like it basically solves two problems. First, like the tab management problem and the saving and recalling um, problem, and like. A space is kind of a collection of open tabs, of saved sites, and your browsing history. And so you have like, instead of a tab overview, which you know from current Safari mm -hmm. or other browsers, you have like a space overview. And so you have, to, you have the tabs uh, on the top, and below you have the saved sites, which are like organized. Or Once you press save, you only have one save button, like no reading list, no extra bookmarking. You mm -hmm. just have a save button. And once you save a site, it gets added to your current space and it gets categorized into categories like articles or movies or like mm, booking. And um, it generates a little smart preview for these, um, for this website. So which contains contextual information like estimated reading time or total play time for music or like price or availability for like shopping articles. And so. Um, so this is one space and it consists of these things and you could then create like one space for your private browsing and one space for your work or for your bachelor research. And so you keep all these things separate and because if you work, if you are at work, you probably won't, don't want to be annoyed by your bachelor research tabs and all of that. And you simply can switch between those to like have a whole new context and not get distracted by other things. Okay. Um, also, uh, I would like to know how exactly you, did you tweak browse, browsing history? Because like, I really like the concept, but I would love for you to tell more about it, how it looks and how it performs. Yeah, so um, uh, the browser history in Refresh is like, we thought that the history has a lot of potential because it's uh, so much information that's actually there, but all you get is like this list with like links and a timestamp. And if you really know what you're trying to find, you can, but it's not really, doesn't really invite you to, to browse it really. And um, so we thought that this could more be more like an infographic. So uh, for those that haven't seen it, first of all, you should check it out on our website, refresh.study. Yeah. Yeah. And it's second of all, sure. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so it's like a, a timeline, like a Gantt chart view, essentially. So it, um, it's, uh, it shows you like the flow from page to page, how long you stayed on one side and what tabs you have had like open at the same time. Mm -hmm. And in that way, it's a lot more visual, more like uh, it's like uh, uh, a bit like train maps, like <laughs> reading a table with like all uh, the next departure times for, for trains. That's not really fun, but I think train maps get this really well <laughs> where they have like great infographics to make it easier. So yeah, if in doubt, make it into an infographic. <laughs> or also like kind of animation timeline in some uh, uh, visual design tools. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was like... my like first thing that uh, came to my mind with it. Yeah. Totally. And like one other feature that we added to like the whole browsing history is like time travel yeah. so that you like on the right at this timeline, you have a marker like marking the current point of time and you can drag this marker like to any point in the past and like restore the exact same session from from this time. Yeah. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. So maybe you like know like okay, yesterday evening I had a lot of interesting tabs open, but for some reason I closed them all, and I can like very easily restore past past sessions like that. Mm-hmm. And there also depend will be dependent on spaces. Yes. Okay. So, so regarding which space you are checking, they're going to uh, the browser history will will be uh, like added to the current space you are yes. working on. Yeah, definitely. Cool. Uh, so uh, another feature of your app is context sensitivity that you already mentioned, but I also seen that it works uh, as a search engine, kinda. Or does it, is it a different feature? That's a different feature actually. Okay. Like text oh. search. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's it's also kind of context sensitive. Yeah, exactly. In another way. But it's yeah, it's another way. Like so, there's text search, which lets you how the name already said search with tags because like sometimes when you try to find a website that you opened in the past you don't know the exact url or the, the exact name but you maybe know like when or where you opened it and so you can use like location based tags like berlin or time based tags like 218 or like march or yesterday to like filter your search suggestions in the address bar and like easier get to the uh, result that you want to find. Yeah, because we, we think like tags or like tag searches are a really powerful feature, but um, for a lot of things, people don't really use them because they have to set the tags themselves. And that's mm-hmm. a very nerdy thing to do. And we actually got the idea for those tags from like Apple Photos, where you can combine oh, yeah. different tags mm-hmm. to search. And all of those, those, those tags are like auto-generated based on metadata of the photos. So we thought this was a really cool concept, like allowing you to filter stuff without you having to sort it first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's that's a really great idea. And actually, like I, uh, first time I saw it, I was like, okay, that looks exactly like in uh, Apple Photos. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like when when we started on this project, because we also say on our on our website that it's like a concept for a browser based on iOS Safari. Mm-hmm. Like we didn't want to reinvent like a whole brand thing or something. And most of the design elements are very very stock. And we we really like analyzed a lot of just of <laughs> iPad Safari and like iPad apps in general yeah. or like looked at a lot of pro iPad apps. I was really excited about my iPad at that time. <laughs> <laughs> just like trying to find cool patterns that are like hidden or in like Apple or like iPad stock software and we got a lot of inspiration from that. Yeah. <laughs> I believe you could also get a lot of inspiration from Federico Vitici, who is really into iPads. Oh stuff. yeah. yeah from I stories. love his like in-depth look at all this stuff like he writes books on iOS shortcuts that's yeah. so awesome <laughs> I, I read his whole iOS 12 review that, that you was did? like one hour reading that, that was awesome. totally worth it I highly <laughs> recommend that especially shortcuts part yeah but yeah like going back uh, to the interview uh, so uh, how would you like to approach the user privacy which is like a huge thing right now especially if you have all of the context aware features yeah Okay, so actually during our whole process, we had some privacy features in mind and and developed some of those. Uh, but in the end, we decided to not include them because it's it's a very technical thing, first of all, to implement privacy. And we didn't want to be like pretentious, like, oh, and then in the background, there are all these privacy features. And we think mm-hmm. like... There are already like browsers like the DuckDuckGo mobile browser and others who do a really great job at like, uh, at like, um, respecting the user's privacy. Yeah, even and, Safari. Yeah, in, or even Safari, right? And we, we didn't 
want to collect like the best features from every browser and put them together in hours, but really like focus on like the user experience and the user needs that we like recognize. Yeah. Okay. Uh, cool. So uh, we already you already mentioned some of the inspirations that you have, but are there more? Uh, definitely. Yeah. Like two two inspirations that we always like to point out um, when we like. We're looking for example bachelor thesis projects um, in like design because a lot of the theses that we saw at our uni weren't really around digital design. Uh, we found two really great ones, um, uh, both by German design students as well. Finally, nice. one of them is called um, Artifacts. You, the website is artifacts.fyi, and it's by um, three students from the University of Schwäbisch Gmünd. I think it's from last year, and it's a very very fascinating like in-depth look at how file or folder management could work differently. It's also an iPad concept app and it's really fascinating. The thesis is incredible. It's like this 200 page beautifully laid out thing. It's really awesome. Oh, wow. um, and yeah, you should definitely check that out. That is sick. Yeah, and we can tell <laughs> if someone have time to read 200 pages. Crazy. <laughs> they did. By now, they, all, they all also have a website that like boils it down. So you don't have to read Just the 200 pages. pages. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um, the other one one is called uh, Desktop Neo. Uh, it's like desktopneo.com, I think. Um, and it's uh, also this really fascinating case study of like how the desktop user interface could be reimagined to like if we weren't like so married to the whole window based um, concept. And yeah, both of those are like really cool examples where like not the branding is like the focus, but really the product design. And we don't, we haven't really seen a lot of bachelor theses like that. So they were like, we looked at those that are doing our theory phase and we were like, okay, we want to be as cool as them. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. And really also like regarding some products, like uh, I can see, like you can compare kind of spaces to tag management in uh, macOS's Finder or right now in mm -hmm. Files app. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And uh, any, totally. uh, any more products like that? Um, like we looked at, uh, we basically looked at all browsers that are out there. Yeah. So oh, yeah. yeah. Maybe there are some things that came like unconscious. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. From the subconscious. Unconscious. Subconscious. But yeah, as we already said, we didn't want to like really take features from other browsers yeah. to make ours better, but really try to come up with with new ideas around the topic. Yeah. So yeah, I think like artifacts and desktop Neo, they were like um, inspirations in terms of how they were like made up and like the general thing, and then we tried to take uh, inspiration just from like competitor browsers or just like a lot of native UI elements like the thing you you mentioned with text and finder like uh, that's really accurate it's just like everybody that uses Apple or like iOS software is like used to this color coding thing mm -hmm. also in reminders for example and stuff like yeah. that so it really feels at home on the iPad I think yeah. or for example the space switcher oh, element yeah. mm -hmm. Um, it's actually an element from iOS messages. If you send a message with text effects, you have this small slider, and this one is actually oh, yeah, the same. That's true. Entry, like, you, <laughs> like, you can choose different effects, yeah, yeah, and, yeah exactly. fireworks, etc. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> cool. So you you went through a lot of different web browsers, and if you would have to choose your favorite right now, existing, working, uh, what browser would it be? Okay, you, so. You go first. <laughs> So I think we are both Safari users. I yeah. actually switched from Chrome back to Safari several weeks ago. But I think we also learned that there is no such thing as the best browser because it's like such a 
such an app of like daily use and everybody uses it for like different things and it's like asking for like asking like what is the best car or what is the best t-shirt <laughs> <Something like> that, <laughs> because it's like so basic and it's really up to the user how he how he like utilizes the features that the browser um serves to you yeah i think it's interesting like i i also use safari mainly just out of convenience because i have an iphone and an ipad and a mac as you do <laughs> and it's just very convenient but i think it's interesting um like uh it is a very personal choice and it can also like signal to other people like what kind of things you believe in for example like the uh, or like what you do like chrome if you do like web development all the time you're most likely going to use chrome because it has the best developer tools if you do web development all the time and you're also very much for like um, privacy and like open data and you're into open source software you're probably going to use firefox um, so it really says a lot about you like what kind of browser you use and there is like definitely room for personal expression through it so We're Safari guys because we like boring and we like convenience. <laughs> so what is your favorite browser? <laughs> <laughs> Write us on Twitter. <laughs> That's like the time to, when you can plug your nicknames on Twitter. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm at Julius Garrick on Twitter. And I'm at Julius Zone. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure we'll get it in text, yeah. yeah. So you can just go to face.com slash magazine and you will find those guys' Twitter handles. Yeah. I'm also on Twitter, but you know it already, so... <laughs> uh, uh, and also, it's so hard to spell, like, no one is going to get it. Uh, cool, so, uh, like, w w during working on your project, did you have anyone who, who were helping you, like, advisors, mentors, and w what was the most valuable feedback from them? Um, so like we had uh, our like two main mentors were one um, professor from our university mm -hmm. his name is Andreas Inger and then we our second mentor was uh, Hans Pagel he uh, runs an agency in Berlin called Überdosis um, and we met up with uh, the university professor mm -hmm. like every month or so to like show him our results but he mainly let us really do what we wanted and he like trusted in our process um, so they were like our main mentors but at the same time we we always showed it to like people at our work like we worked besides that so we we showed it oh okay oh. so we're <laughs> sitting in a conference room right now and there's window open and like some child is uh it was like in the beginning of oh, a wow <laughs> I, I wish we were doing podcast video so you could see what just happened. There's like a handle that Joe just used. Wow. Yeah, and so we're back. Cool <laughs> and we're back. Yeah. So, um, and yeah, they, they like gave us feedback on that and all our friends and colleagues did. I, I think like the best piece of advice that we got was from, from Hans. Like, because um, I think it was like a month or so before, before we finished. Uh, we were like trying... Because we're so used to doing this like very fleshed out and spec through designs from our work that we were always at this point from for at refresh where we tried to think of like all the tiny edge cases like how is the flow when you download something where does the download stuff go how can we do payments inside the browser what is all this sort of stuff and like Hans told us again okay like focus on the essentials try to like find the things what that are really cool about your browser don't try to replicate things that 
are like easily doable um, and stuff like that try to really focus on your like core ideas and flesh those out um, and that really helped us also when we like started making the website to like not make a hundred sections of like and then we did this yeah. and then we did this just like okay focus on yourself yeah, because we like did our website three times or something yeah. like we we oh, did our first design and then we threw it away like the second one threw it away and then the last one because like the first one was really looked basically like an apple product yeah. page because in the beginning we wanted to like really do it like here's our product hmm. here's how it looks like ipad that. mini yeah this is also what, what hans said to us like make it more sleek and let it make it look like a thesis and explain your concept and i think yeah. this was like really valuable as well yeah definitely that was great advice cool so basically refresh went viral viral it was like crazy on twitter like i've seen it many many times <laughs> on my wall uh, i don't follow that much designers on my personal feed so, so i was really surprised uh but uh what kind of feedback did you get from all of those people who have seen your uh concept and uh did the concept uh, itself improved uh, since then okay so uh, basically we were surprised by the feedback in terms of there wasn't really much negative feedback because yeah, very often if you publish concept like these people get a lot of shit as well because they're like eh, we even we even have nice youtube comments i was so scared to look into the youtube comments and they are nice <laughs> wow that's like a huge achievement yeah. <laughs> and of course like most of the critical comments were like from developer or technical people who say like oh this these things are like hard to realize or how do you want to achieve that because we didn't went too deep into the technical part yeah, but on the other side we also like had a lot of yeah. positive feedback from developers as well and so we until that point we didn't really change yeah Anything. i mean we like i went on vacation yeah. for a month like two days after <laughs> we relaunched the website and i was just like in in thailand on my phone like wow another rail and um yeah we got like so much like people just mainly just support like people emailing us like hey this is really cool like where can i sign up um or like do you have like a, a mailing list for your your beta if you're ever doing one or i think we even got like one or two ap applications from people to work for <laughs> us wow. and we were like okay interesting um so yeah it was really really humbling and really awesome like we would not have expected anything like this <laughs> so i'm wondering a lot of like i'm wonder wondering that many pe uh, people also want to know if it's going to happen, if Refresh is going ever to launch, uh, if you have any plans? We don't um, really know yet. Like um, at the point where we published it, we had no intentions of ever doing so. And like now with all of those people asking us, I mean, we've thought about it. We don't really, it's a hard, hard thing, like both because founding a company is really stressful and all that stuff, but then also selling something like this is pretty hard. Like it's a pretty niche thing and you can't change the default browser on iPads and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. So we're probably not going to start um, a company around it, but we are exploring like other options of how we could make this a real thing. Like um, we're, we're talking to people that have managed um, open source projects and stuff like that because we've had people write to us like if you need developers to help work on this thing then um, please contact us so we're exploring that but we have no experience with that so we mm -hmm. really want to like scope out what is possible before we start anything 
Yeah. Or, yeah. ma- or maybe Apple wants to do something. About <laughs> we were we were hoping that <laughs> <they> would, <laughs> actually yeah. Apple was one of the uh, one of the companies who didn't write us. Yeah, <laughs> oh. there were several. That's so like surprising, Apple. though. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was pretty sad. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, we. I mean, we'd love to, in one way or another, get this into the hands of people and ourselves, of course. <laughs> um, but yeah, we're like uh, exploring what's possible. <laughs> so uh, let's say refresh is not going to happen and everyone would be sad. Uh, <laughs> what, what would be the future of web browsers then? Like what features are we going to see? And uh, what, what would be the trends in that area? <laughs> I think that's a really hard question. You did a huge research, so <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you know a lot about web browsers right now. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. But yeah, it's like basically, like actually before we started this project, I also had in my mind like like classic web browsing and browsers is kind of that and apps are the future and stuff like that. And like a lot of traffic like goes into apps these days and away from the browser. But I think some kind of the web browser will still be there in years because like especially for like small businesses or everyone it's like the platform where everybody can be for like small money instead of like building an app so mm-hmm. but it's really hard to say how it ex- exactly will look like in yeah i mean what i think is really really cool about like the the web browser or like the the, the internet part um, of that is that people can use it like irregardless of their operating system or whatever and i mean on like most like cheaper or like older android phones website won't won't render as well but you can still get the gist of it so i think it's really interesting and i hope it's not going to go away i um I mean, we do see stuff like like uh, with the web payments API and stuff like that. It would be interesting to see if there is uh, if there are things that you currently need third-party software for, like payment processing, um, to be to have them integrated into the web browser from like a technical perspective. So I don't really know what the user interface is going to be. I could say stuff like VR and, and AR, and <laughs> I, I'm sure that's going to be some kind of thing in there. Um, but yeah, I just hope that like more third-party software can be like offloaded into like actual web APIs. I think that could be pretty sick. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> so one more question: uh, Do you have any advice on students who are working on their own thesis, like uh, how to make something that really counts, that is going to get as much uh, feedback as you got? Okay. So I think the first thing. We realized that it was actually one thing that we had in mind from the beginning when we looked for our thesis is don't always try to change the world kind of yeah. because there are so many bachelor theses out there who like try to solve world hunger or whatever, but there are like already so many user needs just in front of you and there is so much to tackle that you just can just pick and really get into it and find good solutions. I think, yeah. That's one thing. Yeah, that's like, yeah, we can, we can just go on about these. I think we have a few actually, <laughs> because we, we didn't really think too much about it while we were doing it. But now after that, we've like tried to find out yeah. like what we've learned from this. Um, so I think, yeah, like trying not to be like too grandiose in your ideas and try to find something that people, people care about, but that is like small, but meaningful. Um, I think it's also important for us, especially it was really important that we just worked 
together like it's i think it's very uh it's easier to stay motivated if you're doing it with someone else especially if you've worked with that person before or uh, especially if you're like friends or like really like each other like we do that just makes it a lot more enjoyable and like you motivate each other and um, that's really cool and then i'd also say uh, put as much effort into like the presentation and shareability of your thing as you put into the product like um, because we knew that if we had to hand in our bachelor thesis by the 27th of july we weren't going to make a website like the week after we were going to be on vacation or like partying <laughs> so um, we already tried to make the website like in the last few weeks of the project and like from the beginning planned to have that time for it just like making making the website look nice, making like nice meta tags so it's cool, looks cool when people share it, have like a press kit or especially the video helped us a lot, I think, because people people don't really like to read, but people really like videos. So make a video. That's my tip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think the presentation thing was really important and not just in the way of it is shareable, but also we got like especially a lot of feedback on like hey we really liked how you presented it and yeah. not how, just like what i read what i read in there but really like the format and everything i think many people liked that because it was like easily to consume yeah people people feel that you care for them if you present it in a way that it's easily digestible for them so we we wanted that like even people that didn't care about web browsers before would look at this and think oh yeah now i do care about web browsers and yeah. you, you can actually do that with a lot of topics that seem pretty nerdy try to make them like accessible for like just average people and male clients yeah people got really excited about main clients <laughs> yeah <laughs> cool guys that's Awesome, like I wish a refresh existed or at least some of those features were introduced like in Safari or something. So I wish you a lot of luck with it. Uh, hope it's going to happen somehow in, in some way. Uh, it was great to have you on the podcast. Thank uh, you so much. Yeah, yeah, thanks for having you. us. Uh, if there is anything else that you want to plug in, like we already have your Twitter handles, we already have refresh.study that you all have to go to <laughs> just to watch the video. And uh, you have anything else to plug in? Uh, oh yeah, actually, like the um, so I work at a company called Pitch, and um, we just launched like our our first preview website today. You can find it at pitch.com. Don't ask us how we got that doma domain. <laughs> and uh, you can we're working on like the next generation of presentation software, and it's really exciting. And you should check that out. And uh, I'm looking for a room in San Francisco starting <laughs> from mid-November. So if anybody has like a tip. <laughs> DM me. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for listening. <laughs> And thank you so much for offering any rooms to, to Julian. <laughs> cool, guys. It was awesome to have you on the podcast. And yeah, thanks a lot. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So yeah, that's about it for this interview. Feel free to subscribe to Face Magazine Podcast on SoundCloud or Apple Podcasts. For more, you can always check out our website, face.com slash magazine. Also, welcome to join Face community on Slack. Until the next one, bye!